Hi everyone, welcome to Currency Podcast episode 111. I'm continuing my career mode in PGA Tour 2K21. I might have to download the new PGA Tour game because this one, this career mode doesn't offer me any majors to play, so that's disappointing. Seeing as that if I was playing on the real PGA Tour and I found out that I didn't get to play in any majors, I'd be like, that's not, I shouldn't have been pursuing that. This isn't the real PGA Tour. I thought that they were trying to replicate the PGA Tour and this career mode that they offer here, you don't get to play in any majors. Why would I want to play in a PGA Tour just for the, just for the, not the main events? And so, I guess I just feel bad. I feel bad when people criticize me and I don't like it. Maybe, I, maybe I'm averse to bad feelings or something. Maybe I'm averse to feeling negative and I just want to feel positive and then it's upsetting like there's people that want to feel negative maybe i don't know i want to feel positive i don't want to feel negative and so people criticize me that's upsetting to me i guess that i mean i make this podcast because because why because i want to give back i do it for myself and I wish that, I mean, like, I do it for other people and for myself, I guess. I did, I do want to be famous. And this is the only way I know how to be famous, is to make a recordings of myself talking for an hour over and over again. But a new hour every time. This is the only way that I could figure out that I could be famous. And so that's why, that's why I make the podcast. So maybe you think that this isn't a good way to go about being famous or like, um, I wouldn't be able to be famous doing this. I mean, yeah, to some extent, I always wanted to be famous. This is the best I can do, is do this. This is the only way I know. So yeah, like I'm not cool and I'm not popular in real life. I'm not cool or popular. And I guess it's not that easy to find that out, but it is it is easy once you realize it. I mean, it's great to find that out, honestly. I found that out and it is great to figure it out once you realize that it's true because for a long time I think that I thought I was cool either cool popular or both and now I realize that I am not but I'm just not cool and not popular for real like actually I'm not cool and not popular like it's not always that isn't completely the case with me that I'm not cool and not popular it's just that I'm not cool and I'm not popular 
for real. Like, actually, I'm not. But for pretend, yeah. For pretend, I am. And so at least I have that. Like, I'm popular for pretend. And I always wanted to be famous. And so... But I have ways of going about that. Like, I don't plan on this podcast being only this. Maybe it could be only this, and then it could be really big or something. In case you're wondering, why do I make the podcast? I wish that people knew me I, before I died. I don't really see a reason to be alive besides uh, leaving a legacy behind. And so this is the only way I could figure out to this point that I might be famous. So yeah, maybe you can call me an idiot for thinking that this would work or whatever. That's fine. Yeah, fine, I am an idiot. I am stupid for making this work. I mean, yeah, for making it work. Sorry that it works and it is to this point successful um, that I do this. It's not like overly successful or whatever. Yeah, whatever. You know. It's just that before this point in human history, people didn't have to explain the secrecy of their process in order to get ahead. But it's things are really cutting edge now. Like... It's difficult to stay out of the... It becomes, becomes more and more difficult to stay out of the competition. Now it's gotten to the point where I'm just explaining to you that... I make this podcast because I want to be famous. Don't you realize that? Yeah, I do it to give back and do it to be honest. And provide an example... To other people. Um, but... I sort of have a hard-on for misrep misrepresenting myself, as long as I'm just explaining things. It would appear that consistently through my life I like to misrepresent myself. It has to do with having more plans and schemes than I'm letting on. Like, you're not going to tell people on the surface that you have a lot going on beyond the surface because they're going to figure that out at some point anyway. And, um, like, I'm telling you about my delusions. I'm delusional. I'm delusional because I think I could be famous, but I watched this interview with Lady Gaga that really impacted me uh, that I saw recently. I was talking about it on a different episode. And it was, like, right when she got famous, and she was talking about how Becoming famous is all about a choice that you make where when you walk around and people see you, you, you like pretend to be that. Um, and I am pretentious in this way. I'm pretentious because I don't represent myself honestly on the surface all the time. Like I do sort of misrepresent myself not all the time, but um, some of the time. I like to misrepresent myself. It's like a, it's a dominance thing. And 
I would normally be pretty unwilling to admit that I misrepresent myself, but it's like, it's something that I have fun doing. I like to, I like to make people think that it's a different thing. Actually, I like to play up to the perception that other people have just to make fun of the surface world because I'm kind of uh, counter cultural all the time. In fact, it's like a personality flaw that I don't like to, I, I prefer the counterculture. Like it's a, it's a sort of hipsterism that I do have and that I do, I do represent hipsters a little bit, even though I wouldn't want to admit it. But Tim Heidecker is maybe my favorite comedian and he is kind of, He's kind of like uh, he he does anti comedy as opposed to regular comedy, and he is basically uh, a hipster. Like he's but like a god hipster. Like hipsters wish that they could be Tim Heidecker. Like he transcends hipsterism, even though he is one. And somebody did say that to me once. They said, you're like the thing that every hipster would want to be. And um, I have always remembered it after that was said to me. So it must have impacted my life. Or I must think that it's true. I mean, it's tough to hear things like that. Shit that's just going to stay with you. Um, it's It's not easy to listen to that. Because apparently... It is sort of true. I'm better than every hipster. How terrible. Um, yes, because I am a, in a position to say fuck every hipster for every thing that they think is good. Because I don't really feel like I am that, but, um, like, I don't really feel like I'm a hipster, but, and, um, so I'm just... I feel very self-critical. I don't feel very happy. I feel I feel criticized. I feel criticized and um so now I just feel like telling you what I am worthy of being criticized for. Like I think for a long time I thought it would be it's like the worst thing to admit that you have plans or something, but that's it's really to my own detriment because it works out. It works out to me um, not um, revealing that I care about people or that I think about them. Like too much of the time in my life in the past, I've spent not letting people know what I really think that's the problem and it it's uh it's kind of like a way i misrepresent myself to be submissive when actuality in actuality maybe i see myself as more dominant but it's a dominance thing to not explain to people that you have plans when you do have plans not like because it's for control i find myself doing that and it is a flaw and it is something that i wish to change about my life and it's important to be open-minded and actually consider that there are still things to change. Like I turned 30 a week ago and um, like 
It's, I don't feel like an adult. I think it's important to not say that you, like, you arrived or anything, or like, well, I'm kind of, I'm above criticism. Like, even at 30, I want to be, I feel like more open to criticism. I mean, I want to always be open to it, but like, actually open to it. If you're actually open to criticism, then you're willing to change when something is presented to you. And, I'm saying that it's probably to the detriment of myself and people around me that I would not, like, I, I'm being too controlling, I think. I'm being too controlling because I, um, act like I don't have plans, but I do have plans. And I, I, I feel like I do things like that. Um, like I'm not honest enough that I want to hang out with people like that. I have plans to hang out with people like I basically always do. That's the thing. I'm always planning and I'm always scheming and I kind of act like I have none of those going on, but like they're not bad schemes. A lot of them are just, I, I uh, thinking about how I can hang out with people and it would be fun to hang out and do these specific things. Like I'm kind of particular and I just don't, I just avoid saying all of them and just, and I pass it off as passivity or like, well, I'm just submissive or I'm chill or I don't care. And that's the thing is that I'm not chill and I'm not cool. I'm kind of a spaz and I have a lot of um, things I want to do. Like I have plans to hang out with all of these individual people that a lot of them wouldn't even know like lots of lots of people i want to hang out with everybody i want to do lots of things it's just that i act on so little of these plans and i'm not alone in this like this is something that it's it's very convenient to do this this thing that i'm describing this flaw about myself it's convenient to do it because it puts under people puts people under your control when you don't reveal that you are thinking about them even though, and I'm saying like, letting people know that you think about them is difficult because you're admitting that you have like plans or schemes in your head to some degree. And so you don't want to reveal. And I think that the more plans and schemes you have is kind of the more dominant that you are. And then if I don't express that I have these plans, then this just manifests itself as um, like resentment or... It's just that if I don't tell somebody that I want to hang out with them, then it kind of puts them under my control in my mind. Like, um, because, like, I have them right where I want them or something like that. Because, um, they don't know that I want them around and so they're now they are intimidated by me or something like that. It's a dominance thing. It's an imposing thing, like I'm trying to be intimidating so I don't express that I care about people. Like I what it ends up as is I come across as scary and and mean. Like or above everybody, like I'm so independent or something. And if I was being more honest, I would be expressing that I am 
more dependent on people, but it's kind of, maybe I'm trying to be too dominant. And I'm saying like, I represent myself a certain way to the surface world. And um, I'm accumulating like, if I misrepresent myself on the surface, I, I accumulate dominance it's it's like i i'm saying that i don't exactly give people the full picture just so that i can be right in the end and like prove them wrong because oh you you're gonna come at me later with false information about me that i told you and uh you're gonna end up being wrong because i didn't give you the full picture and it speaks to my depth of character to be able to do that like depending on how deep I can go, I can misrepresent myself in lots of different ways. Now, this isn't something I intend to do. It's just something that, it's just something that results. Like maybe naturally, I tr naturally trying to be dominant. That, and that's what I'm saying is like, only if you were naturally dominant, could you pull that off? Because it's not evil to do that. That's just, it's just competitive. I'm being competitive misrepresenting myself on the surface because if you're more simple-minded you're just going to express who you are exactly as you are all the time like if you're not going to disguise it as anything and so i am pretentious like this i'm a pretentious guy because i'm pretending it's very pretendish the way that i say that i am something just like when people see me and when they hear me i like to pretend that I am the perception that they think I am and stuff like that. I like to lie, but in small ways, but they're not, they're more like white lies because they're sort of true and sort of false or whatever. Like I like to strike the balance between lying and not lying. And um, I'm only expressing all of this so that I can get ahead um, because unless I say it, it doesn't even exist. Like I, I could give a fuck that I do all of these things up until this point that I'm just articulating it because, um, because that's the next thing that is on my mind to say, because now it's been brought to my attention that this is going on. Like I didn't want to realize it and it isn't completely true. It's just kind of true for the pretend world as opposed to the real one or something like that but like people underestimate the pretend world a lot don't they when it's like it's important to be real when i would argue the people that we give the most credit for being real are the people that are the best at pretending definitely all of the best artists pop artists are people that are the best at specializing in faking it and that's what lady gaga said in the interview that i'm talking about i'll try to find that and re i'll link it again in the description but i've i've talked about this interview before and i i just watch a ton of interviews of famous people because i I'm delusional and have aspirations of being famous. And so I wanted to move to Austin, Texas and get on Kill Tony and then make it on Kill Tony. Not that, like, I mean, I'm level-headed enough about it because I'm a, an aware person. I'm self-aware. 
But um, I'm saying, like, those things aren't exactly true. Like, I'm not trying to misrepresent myself. It's just that I do that. And even when I realize it, I don't, I can't stop doing it. And um, it's like, I'm not saying that I'm false. I'm saying I just want to be an artist the same way that other people are artists. And the only way you do that is if you pretend at a really high degree. But it's just that, so people wouldn't, like, people wouldn't have a problem with you saying I'm false or I'm pretentious, like I'm a fraud or something, if they understood that, like I'm a con artist or something. If people understood that all of the greatest artists are con artists, like Kanye West, Lady Gaga, they're people that are just pretending to be something better than everybody else. Like, it's a choice to be famous, is what this interview with Lady Gaga was. And, um... I watch a ton of interviews with famous people and that one really stood out. Like I'm dropping names or something. By the way, I've seen a lot of interviews with famous people, by the way. I don't know if what you spend your time doing, but I spend my time watching famous people talk. So it's a little, so I sort of have authority over that, but it's like, that's what the Kardashians do. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself here. And that's what the Kardashians do, is that they pretend to be famous, and then at some point they are. But it's like you can you can choose it just with the way you talk to people. I find that I do this, and it's really grating. Like, I just, I want to, it has to do with acting like everybody hates you, really. Like, being okay with that, and that is, that is something else I pretend. Like, I, I fool myself in that way. Um... But if you, it, like, if I do that long enough, then everybody will hate me. But it's like an acceptance of everybody everybody hating you is, goes, comes with the territory of, like, saying that you're better than other people, that you're, like, you really want to make a choice to be famous or something. Um, and so I have plans for this podcast, even. Like, I, I like to act like it's more humble than it is. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I want to make this bigger than it is right now. I have all of these plans. Like, it's uh, like it's this big scheme that I have going on. Like, I have these schemes, and um, I like to come... I guess I like to come across as humble at first because then, every, then you just look like everybody else. Um, so, like, I'm... No, and people don't... I'm, I'm saying this to get ahead, though. Other artists don't admit on their own... Directly on their own platform that they're they're pre pretending. I'm a pretender. Um, obviously. I mean, like, some of that is obvious because there's no reason for me to think that what I have to say is better than what other people have to say. But the problem is that people do go out and do that and also just by virtue of like everybody in the world has lots of people in the world have friends they do that so that they can get ahead of other people but how do you maintain a friendship without con telling your friends that you are there's something special or significant about you that's why that's why people aren't friends with everybody in the world they're friends with a certain group of friends that's because people are different from each other and uh one per 
one man's trash is another man's treasure. It's somebody, you're not valuable to everybody. And so everybody is in the business of arguing that they are better than other people. Like, look what I have to offer through my words or through my actions. That's Everybody is talking, and then when they get together, they share the most significant stories that happened to them in the last two weeks. They don't, they don't share bullshit that happened to them. Um, that's because everybody is trying to be famous. Um, like, I'm saying... I'm mentioning how, like, I can uh, try to, it's controlling to not reveal that you're thinking about somebody because now, now you're, because I think it's just inherently the case that that person, like, if I'm thinking about somebody, then I, I like them. Not necessarily in a romantic way, but I find myself similar to them. If it's if somebody stands out to me, and uh, if somebody stands out to me, that means I'm similar to them or something. And uh, but I guess if they're an enemy, you wouldn't have to reveal like, "Hey, I'm thinking about you." <laughs> hey, I was thinking about how much I hate you, or whatever. Like, you would ignore. Like, you don't have to admit to everybody that you're thinking about. But, like, people that you want to be friends with, you don't express that. Then, that, like, I do this sometimes, and I end up above the people that I share that with. Or, I mean, that I don't share that with. And, um... It's like a... But in the last episode, I was talking about the movie Goodwill Hunting, and I talked about it incorrectly because I said that society seems to want to, um, but it, it's just that like misrepresenting, misrepresentation. There's a lot of talk about misinformation. People don't talk about misrepresentation i like to misrepresent myself because i i um it's just something naturally i'm going to do like i can tell you that this is like a flaw but i don't have a problem with it because that's that's just a hustle like everybody has a hustle because they have to be current and it's it's like everybody is already current but as far as the public world is concerned. I think that a lot of that, like having friends, is for the public sphere. As much as people would like to say it's only private, I I don't know. I, this is maybe just a way that I view it because of the things I've already mentioned. Like I'm geared toward a public mindset instead of a private one. So I'm not much inclined to think that things that happen privately should always be done privately. Like, I kind of, like, because maybe I'm more competitive, I think that everything is done as a ploy for the public sphere to be seen publicly. This is what I'm concerned with. I'm concerned with appearances. And, um, so upon admitting this, like, oh, you got me. I just wanted to be famous or I'm just concerned with appearances. I guess I'm, I guess that's all. 
Like, I think that that's what it... That's a misconception about it, is that... Like, if you admit that you're a fraud or something, then that just proves that you are one. You just have to be a fraud, but at a high level, but... It's just something I'm naturally producing. And... Um... Yeah, like, maybe I have borderline Asperger's, and I interpret words too literally, and my last name is Connor, and then, uh, what do you know, I thought that I had to con people for real, because I have Asperger's and interpret words literally, and it's, you know, and that kind of thing, like, name bias doesn't get any, uh, nobody expresses that that's actually a thing, because at the point that anybody tries to say that Donald Trump, oh, like, he trumps people, like he's playing the trump card or whatever when when you try to actually say that his last name has to do with his success that's always met with complete silence nobody wants to discuss the possibility of that uh because it's um people don't want to admit it that that's actually just a fun real fundamental issue in the world today is expectancy that we put on people to live their entire name under one heading uh, people don't want to admit the error of this or go into the problems associated with that. And um, it's really like Trump probably has borderline Asperger's and interpret. And I'm just saying that as uh, he's somebody who interprets words too literally. Like there, those people definitely exist that interpret words too literally. And then um, you force everybody to live their life under one character name. And so maybe that's part of it. Maybe that contributes to my need to be pretentious. Um, is that, like, I, I mean, overall, I just like to make fun of people's words. And, and I like to make fun of the idea that I would say something and then you're going to hold me to that just because the world carries out everything in, in terms of, um, oh, I have to choose a new contract. I'm going to contract with, um, ooh, who am I going to contract with? This is exciting. I made the PGA Tour. I get to choose my sponsor. And in case you're not watching, I could pick Adidas, Ben Hogan, Bridgestone Golf, Callaway, TaylorMade. Tattoo Golf, Royal and Awesome, Malbon, The Golf Club, Under Armour, or Wilson. I'm going to say I want either Adidas or Callaway, but I'm going to go with Callaway. I've always liked Callaway. Probably because it's Royal. And I am a king or something like that. I don't know, Callaway. I, they're just a good standard in golf, but I do like Adidas, though. I don't know what, what, I just got to get back to playing golf for right now. All right, thanks. Now I have a new contract. Feels great. So I'm going to play the third event of my PJ Tour career. I just missed the cut in the second one. Um, live in front of you, I missed the cut in my career mode. I guess because I turned the difficulty of the CPUs up to 110% so that I made it more difficult for myself. But, um, like... 
yeah, like I'm narcissistic or whatever. I want to make this podcast bigger. I want, so I was thinking about moving to Austin, Texas. Like maybe I'll move there and I could be famous because they offer so many opportunities in comedy. That would be the easiest path to be famous. But I decided recently that I don't know that I do want to do that. I think that the city I'm already living in has some amount of potential to do the things that I want to do. And it's really like, yeah, I want to be famous, but, um, I mean, I just, I just think that everybody's famous. Everybody's popular. That's the problem with it is, uh, stigmatizing celebrated figures, um, stigmatizing popular figures, stigmatizing popularity, acting like a popular person is a different person or really deserves a different status is a lie because everybody is relatively popular and what what i'm talking about is just the border between the public and the private sphere is we need to understand the link between these two things and currently we like to live as if they're separate but they're they're conflated the public and the private sphere and I'm saying they're conflated to the point that even when people who are doing nothing evidentially to make themselves famous, they're still hanging out with their friends. They're still trying to get a, get a lot of friends, like, um, publicly. And you see your friends in public places rather than, I mean, you see them in private places and public places. But I'm saying that it's more like you can view it as a competition or you can view it as a non-competition. Like you can say that everybody's different or you can say that everybody's the same. Uh, like it's more individualistic to see it as competitive. I would argue it's more conservative to, it's conservative to see it as competitive and individualistic. Like Elon Musk is takes over Twitter and now Twitter is understood to be owned by an individual. Like I'm saying Elon Musk is cons he's more conservative, he's more competitive and that's generally a lot of the hate Elon Musk gets is because he tries to do everything on his own and is successful as an individual when all of these collectivist socialist and I would say liberal ideas say that the only way to succeed is to get help from people around you or do it as a collective or contribute to the community. But Elon Musk's example flies in the face of all of that. And that's why a lot of people hate him. It's because he's su like overwhelmingly succeeded as an individual. People hate that because it makes them jealous or makes them think that they're missing out on capitalizing on their own individual abilities or whatever. And they've like people that have sold out for the collectivist side of things. I mean, it's just that people are it's two opposing ways of doing it. And the people that think it should be collectivism, they can't escape from that. The same way that narcissists like me can't escape from always trying to do the individual thing. But I'm, I'm saying that the more that you go out into public to hang out and create memories and stories is the more that you're arguing for your own individual story and the more that that's the more that things get competitive is the more that you enter the public sphere because you're that's the more that you're arguing that you deserve to be seen on a public stage of some kind as opposed to a private one and like 
so you can be a public person or a private person it's hard for me to understand the perspective of like everything remains private because um the stakes are a lot lower the more that you don't see things to be a competition the more that you see everything is the same that's the less responsibility that you have. That's the more that you just get to be dependent on everybody. Um, like, that's easier. That's safer. It's riskier to be more public because that's like you're saying that you deserve to be seen by everybody. And I'm talking about how there are famous people, and if you are one, you should admit it, rather than act like you're doing everything for the sake of a community uh or that things like if you're a famous person it's which i'm saying is a more competitive or individualized person somebody who wants to be seen publicly like uh, exhibitionism or something if you are that and then you but it, most people are not in a position to actually make good on anything publicly or, like, really go for it. Uh, make an argument that, like, oh, I want to be seen by everybody. Even though there are a lot of people that are more competitive like this naturally, most of them aren't going to admit it. And then they're just confined to servitude. They're forced into a life of servitude, subjection to... Um, people that they're convinced are more popular than them, but this is just as a result of a society that places too much emphasis on celebrated figures and stigmatizes the stage too much. Um, acts like, I mean, it's uh, like you're a fool, you're a clown when you get up on the stage in any degree and you're leaving yourself open to criticism, but like i'm saying that it as long as i'm not willing to admit that i have plans or like that i'm sort of dominant in some areas it ends up bad for people around me because then um then i probably just end up being more controlling or something like if you're a if you're a famous person and you don't admit it then what's it going to cause you to do i like it'll just manifest itself as you controlling people around you because it's really easy to act like pass it off as you're humble but i mean that that does become your life if you are if you really are humble if you're subjected by everybody else but like there's relative levels of popularity is what i'm saying people have like 40 friends they're popular already it's just that we don't consider you to be popular because we think popular has to be millions of people it's the same with famous but i would say that what actually makes you famous is just if you're a person who's 
always scheming to be in the public sphere. And if you don't get to express that you're scheming and planning to be in the public sphere, um, whether it be making content or whether it be just hanging out with friends, hanging out with, it could be lots of friends. And I would argue if you want to hang out with lots of people, this is a sign that you're dominant because it's the people that make the most connections that are the most dominant. Like Bill Gates gets to where he is. Yeah. Cause he's brilliant and inventive or whatever, but it's more because he is able to make connections with lots of people. Um, you, you, that's how you become powerful. That's how you gain power and authority and dominance. So you make lots of connections. And uh, if, if you're a schemer and you're a planner, you're not going to make lots of connections with, with, with people. And like, this is something you have to do publicly and you have to admit publicly is that you want to hang out with somebody, especially when they're a stranger initially. Um, it's like this embarrassing public thing that you want to admit, that you uh, admit more and more to being friends with somebody. Like... And I guess part of my argument is just how friendship is more of a public thing than a private thing. Even though we would like to say that it is private, the more that you go in that direction is the more public it gets. But it's it kind of lessens the impact of an individual friendship. Like, it waters down friendship the more friends you have, certainly. But then it's like, if you keep going in, in the direction of having more friends, this is just the direction of going more public or being more powerful or more dominant and you're uh, letting... I mean, I don't know, like, there are some people that just make a few friends and then they make it private. Like, I just wish that I... I wish that I did more to express that I want to make connections with people or whatever and, like... It's just the more that you anybody goes in the direction of um, it's 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 a lot of schemes and plans you have more schemes and more plans the more friends that you are saying you're deserving of like so I have plans to hang out with people and do these things or whatever and um besides that like i have plans to make this podcast whatever i have all of these plans like there's i want to fill my time with all of these things and uh, that i that are going on in my head a lot of them are public things because that's what i find to be valuable is gaining authority in public sphere rather than a private one and so like if i don't admit this it will just turn into um then i'll end up as a I'll just end up trying to put everybody in my life in a certain place below me, basically, so that I'll always be able to condescend. But this is like, um, so I try to avoid doing that, but I'm, I'm talking about how it would be easy to say that that isn't a flaw, like coming across as humble or chill. That like, well, I don't want too much out of other people. 
you know, and that's, I'm, I seem to misrepresent myself in this way. I don't want things out of other people. Like I'm really chill. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, um, it comes back to me eventually. Then I don't ever have to, um, figure out what people actually think of me or figure out what would actually happen if I asked people to do certain things with me, like go along with my plans. And so really you just end up as the passive person if you don't, if you don't give respect to your own plans, uh, don't invite people to do things or whatever. If you don't ask people to go along with what you want to do, then you never have to be rejected or, or whatever. And you get to always think that the person likes you in, in the way that you imagine or the way that you fantasize about. It makes everything more dreamlike and like absolutist like, um, ideal. The more that you don't, the more that I don't express because the, if you make things public as opposed to private, that's when you figure out that things are really messy. That's when things get shitty. Like you run into, like people don't like you and they'll reject you and it won't play out the way that you want. You have to make compromises at the point that you make something public. And, um, it's the same thing as if you got really famous, uh, people would not, there's, there would be so many perceptions of you that it would never be like you would, ne people would never see you the way that you wanted them to see you. And, um, this is just a like fear factor. The more that you overcome, um, it's it's like you get to hold on to. Um, I don't know. I'm just imagining that I am being a downer, but I don't feel that positive today that's that's mostly it i just feel kind of self-critical and ooh, almost made it 46 minutes but um what i'm saying about goodwill hunting is that it's a classist movie because they're like well, we all know that there's no such thing as a smart janitor, so we can, let's go on from there. That's square one. All janitors are stupid. That movie is like, there's no janitor that knows things that college students don't. This is impossible. What went wrong here with there being a smart janitor? Goodwill hunting. Like, they ha the college students have more money than him. How is he able to figure out this math problem? When everybody on this other side of the chalkboard has more money. That doesn't make any sense. Like, I figured out that my problem with Goodwill Hunting is that it's a classist movie. Because the way that they talk about what it means to be good. It, the, the movie is arguing that a good person is somebody who displays traits of richness. Like... Um, when the math professor and the powers that be in the movie, like all the rich people, figure out that there's a janitor 
who's able to solve math problems. Or in other words, like, hey, wait, there's a guy posing as a poor person who, but he acts like a rich person. They're like, there's something horribly wrong here. He needs to figure out that he's good as opposed to bad. Like they're acting like it's the shittiest thing in the world to be a janitor and that it is bad characteristically because that's what they're describing is that Will Hunting has a shitty life. He has a bad life. He got caught up in bad circumstances. Um, like so bad that he went and became a janitor. And um, they're like, we need to convince him that he's actually good. So they make him have a come to Jesus moment to figure out that he's good. But they're basically just saying that good people go and work for corporations the way that will hunting is inherently good but he got caught up in bad circumstances where it, it caused him to think that he was bad and that it was his fault or whatever and um so like i said it wrong in the last episode i was saying that will hunting figured out that it was his fault because society pressured him into that um where in the script the movie is saying that what he figured out was is that it is um not it is not his fault but um it's confused in my mind because he did change his ways after figuring out that it is not his fault strangely he changed everything about his life that was a result of it being his fault. Like, he's in therapy because it's his fault, and he's done these bad behavioral things. Like, everything is his fault, and that's what he realizes in his big transformational moment. That's why he changes the bad things about his life and becomes good. So, he, like, yeah, he realizes it's not his fault, but yeah, but he realizes it's his fault also. That's why he becomes good. Um... And, oh, hit it right in the water. I didn't even see any of that water. But ultimately, it's just a classist movie that's making the claim that good people are people that figure out that they, like, good people are people that display traits of richness. Because the powers that be in that movie are like, well, he has to be good. Why is he so shitty that he thinks he should be a janitor? And uh, it's just a moral movie. It's a Christian movie. They're assuming that being good is uh, pursuing marital relationships or whatever. But, like, I can't remember what, I can't remember what I've already said mentioning the movie. But, um... I wouldn't ever I wouldn't ever want to be like Will Hunting because I would I would prefer to figure out that I was bad rather than that I was good because I am I'm not a good person. I wouldn't want to be like I would go in the opposite direction. It would it would give me great joy to figure out I was inherently bad rather than inherently good and that's why I am bad. I'm not good. I w I'm not really like Will Hunting. Because he figures out that he is um, good. And that's what you figure out when you figure out that it is not your fault or whatever. 
you're now you might be in a position to enter the world of the moral people who live as if it isn't their fault like moral people christian people have excused all of their sins and they are now in a position to say that it is not their fault and so the blame does have to go with somebody and it goes with sinners people who drink alcohol basically uh people who don't respect one man one woman marriage as it's laid out in the bible like um it's assumed that it's always like this is what's good and this is what's moral for some reason but that's just it's it's clear that will hunting is he's like a christian at the end of the day like he's somebody who's just going to pursue following the rules or whatever and um yeah i don't think that like the thing is that i went and visited houston and austin because i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna live in houston and then i'm gonna wait for the houston comedy scene to catch up to austin and um then like houston will get so big one day that it'll be bigger than austin but i will have seen it first because i moved there before it was big and it has to do with hipsterism uh, always wanting the counterculture to be right rather than the mainstream, but I don't like the mainstream. I make fun of the surface world, and uh, it's the world of people judging you directly by the words you said, and um, it's a joke because it's all of that shit is just superficial. What actually has substance and depth is what exists beyond the individual shit that you say about yourself. And so, like, I really, uh, like, you, I guess you could say I'm concerned with appearances, but that would be false. That would be incorrect. I'm concerned with um, the opposite of that. That's why I make fun of appearances. I don't say words that I mean because um, it's, that's not the point. Like, if you were just saying what you were, then you're simplifying it for everybody and you're just living in an obvious world and you're not... Um, making it a point to say there's something significant about you individually if you because um i guess i guess it's like there's people that are naturally significant and then but um i'm saying this is part of my plan is that like so i don't know how long it lasts that i always hate the like i want it to be countercultural. like you look at somebody like joe rogan and he is he was the counterculture for most of the time he was making the joe rogan experience but then that changed in the last one or two years and as a result the joe rogan experience sucks now it's because he has to criticize kanye west the same as everybody else like kanye west is forever will stay uh on the countercultural side that's somebody who, so he's kind of like a major hipster or something like that as well, because he's going to go against what is mainstream popular, but Joe Rogan is now just a, just a pawn because he has to talk about Kanye West talking about the Jews like it's a tragedy or something. That's what he said about it. Is that like, oh, it's so tragic what's happening with Kanye West, which is ridiculous because... It's really, I don't think it's any different from when Kanye West made 808s and Heartbreak 
and everybody in the media was like, oh, he's done now because he's just being pretentious. Like, he's trying to make music that sounds good or something. He's a sellout because he's just using computers. When in reality, it's like he's just being on the cutting edge of he's just saying this is what's next and I'm on the side of what's next even though even though the media or whoever can't see what's happening on the surface. And the media especially is dependent on what happens on the surface. Um, they are not in a... They're able to tell you what is new in this very moment and that's what their entire message is dependent on, like news agencies. It is... Uh, they're trying to be current and everything they say is new is something that's like happening right now actually but they're be they're not uh they're not in a position to tell you what's going to happen in 10 years does the media that's why they're going to make fun of conspiracy theories which are just given over to predictions about the future uh, the media makes fun of conspiracy theories because they can't they are unable to predict anything because they are dependent on telling you what is happening right now rather than what's happening in the future. Um, over and over and over again, they are confined by the present moment. It'd be like being confined by obviosity or um, what is good and what, like what, so what people know right now, it's, it's easy to do that. It's more difficult to predict something, but... like shoot what was i just saying i don't like the surface world so i make f i make fun of things that happen on the surface like whatever you're saying in front of somebody and uh it's kind of like i do that to accumulate rights and authorities like um like i'll be able to be right in the future if i misrepresent myself in the present and that's something that the like liberals would be are terrified of or something as if nobody is ever trying to be misleading and um i guess that's just a way i'm thinking that i would express it as but so I'm talking about how I would plans that I actually have. Like I plan to move to Houston because Houston I see as an alternative to Austin, Texas, that I'm like, Houston is the fourth biggest city in population in the country as it stands now. And I'm like, one day it'll be, maybe it'll be the biggest city in the nation because everybody's moving to Texas or something. And then at that point, the comedy scene will have to rival Austin, but I went to Houston and the comedy scene is really unimpressive and I figure that it would actually it would take it might take forever for something like that to happen so I can't move to Houston and also it's just kind of like Houston ultimately is sort of just a big city like um it seemed a little bit like standard big city like it was uh Cleveland or something like that Cleveland or Cincinnati or or just a city like Detroit or something. I don't know. And um, 
it's not like Austin. Austin has something special about it. I think it has to do with it being a capital city. And really what I realized is that all of these alternative things I was hoping to find in Austin are available to me in the city I already live in. So I went to Houston to find out that the Houston I was searching for all along was Columbus, Ohio. But so I could move to Austin, which is like the most obvious way to try to be famous, like as far as me actually making that happen, because they've already, there are leaders there that have already established a pathway to fame in like the new, um, the new world of comedy that is developing to see Austin, Texas as the capital or whatever. Like I'm talking about Tony Hinchcliffe. What he's created with his podcast is a safe haven for any aspiring comedian. And so that's very alluring. But the truth is that the first time I figured out what Kill Tony was, it kind of sent me into a spiraling depression because I thought, I was thinking about how I will never come up with an idea as good as that. And I probably never will. But if I'm being honest, what I want to do is I don't want to be a pawn in the scheme of Tony Hinchcliffe. So maybe I don't want to move to Austin. I want to create my own scheme. I want to rival Tony Hinchcliffe. That's how delusional I am. That's how narcissistic I am. I think I can come up with an idea as good. And uh, I hope to do that. And as it's unfolding for me right now, I picture that maybe it's something like um, cities in the Midwest, even like the one I'm living in, have the potential to be really big. I do think that the future will will um, deteriorate centralized populations of cities. I mean, everything is a war of civilizations and like there actually isn't any reason why us a big city wouldn't become the biggest city um because that's a way that civilizations work like the most powerful civilization for a century can just arise out of nowhere that's what the songhai empire tells me the example of the songhai empire tells me that empires like an empire that can grow to be the biggest in the world at the time can can actually arise out of anywhere but um so i want to stay in columbus ohio and be do something like tony hinchcliffe does but on my own and uh become famous doing it and uh it has something to do with this podcast that i'm already doing and changing the format and making it bigger and better than it is now, uh, though it starts with these humble beginnings, these humble beginnings in my, in my dreams, these, the humble beginnings are just a way I'm represent, misrepresenting myself. Like idea, hopefully I am misrepresenting myself because the way that it stands now is not near, it's not what I want it to be. Like I want it to be better than this. And so like maybe I should have more gratitude or be content, but I'm just not a content person. And uh, I just want, I just want blood. So, and so I, like, I want to win a game or something. And 
so I'm so delusional that I wouldn't even consider fame on Tony Hinchcliffe's dime to be famous enough. So I'm not going to move to Austin, Texas. I'll probably visit it. I can be friends with all of those famous people down there once I am famous, but, um, and, uh, or whatever. So, um, I mean, but they might have to figure out who I am from afar or something. But so those are, that's, that's me. That's shitty myself. Uh, somebody who is not cool or popular for real, but pretends to be. And so thank you for listening to that. I'll make more episodes later on. Goodbye.